Jesus plus nothing. 100% natural, no additives. Andrew Farley is celebrating your freedom in Christ. Call in and ask your questions at 877-655-6755. That's toll free at 877-655-6755. Via satellite from Texas, it's The Grace Message with Dr. Andrew Farley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Grace Message. I'm Andrew Farley. So glad you're joining us tonight. That number, 877-655-6755. Right now, we got open lines, room for you to get in with your question tonight. Uh, Maybe you've got a question about a scripture passage. Perhaps you heard something in church uh, recently. You're not sure about it. You want to talk it over? Well, let's uh, make it a conversation together right now, 877-655-6755. Now, if you're a first-time caller tonight, uh, you got to know we love that. We love to hear from our first-time callers. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're a veteran listener, maybe you've called in the past, but it's been a while, you got something fresh, something new on your heart tonight, Join us right now, 877-655-6755. And if you're joining us via YouTube, Instagram, whatever it may be, our mobile app or website, you're welcome to call in and be a part of tonight's conversation. Maybe you've got a personal problem going on in your life right now, in your marriage, with your kids, in your church and you're looking for that grace message perspective. That's exactly why we're here. We are live on Sirius XM and a number of FM and AM stations across North America, in Canada as well. We're live for you right now. So join us, 877-655-6755. All right, we're going to start out tonight uh, in Canada, and we'll talk with Omar. Hey, Omar, what do you got for us tonight? Hello, Mr. Andrew. Good to hear from you again, sir. Yes, I like to uh, speak about, ask about uh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, where the Bible, yes, yes, where the Bible talks about where Lord Jesus Christ is that, um, that He's the uh, exact copy of the Father. And I would like to know so, who exactly is the Holy Spirit? I know He is the Comforter, but is He Lord, is, is the Holy Spirit Lord Jesus Christ without a physical body? Like, could you really help me out on that one? Like, who is He exactly? Yes, all right. Well, of course, uh, we're talking about God and we're talking about the Trinity. So God is three and God is one and God is three, yet God is one. So there's a bit of mystery here that we need to embrace. We're never going to fully understand. Uh, that, you know, you hear people talk about God in three modes, you know, like solid, liquid, and gas, and water being in three modes, that doesn't work. It doesn't go far enough. It, It's uh, modalism, if you will, God in three modes. But really, the scriptures teach that God is in three persons. He's three, but he's one. Uh, so there is a bit of mystery to this, but as far as uh, the nature of God, Well, the Holy Spirit and God the Son and God the Father, all the same attributes, all the same characteristics. So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and you've got God the Father, God the Son. Of course, the Holy Spirit is fully God and uh, has been sent by the Father to dwell inside of believers. Now, it's interesting because Paul also calls the Spirit the Spirit of Christ. 
And we're also told that Christ lives in us. And we're also told by Jesus, he says, whenever we believe, he says, we will come, Jesus says, using this plural word, we. We will come and we will make our house in that person. So uh, think about the plurality there. You see this in Genesis. You see where he says uh, that... um, Uh, Let us make man in our image, and he talks about himself, God, in the plural. Let us make man in our image. And then, of course, we sin, we go rogue, we go independent, we need salvation. And then Jesus says salvation is we will come and make our house in that person. So again, the two times you're seeing this, the two big times you're seeing this, are at the beginning of the story when Uh, There is creation. And then uh, near the end of the story, when Jesus is offering new life by the presence of the Trinity inside of us. So the Holy Spirit guides us. He's our guide into all truth. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. I mean, you could go through Scripture and look at this. He convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, John 16. Uh, He dwells inside of believers, John 14. Uh, You look at the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5. You see what he's producing. Uh, So I think you're going to have to embrace the three and the one and the three and the one and then just sort of let this be a mystery because if we could understand God fully, then we'd be God. Uh, But we are stuck with a finite understanding, and that's the way it should be. Our role is to function as frail human beings who are dependent upon the Trinity. So, uh, you know, when I was young, I remember hearing about the Holy Spirit. I had all kinds of theories about who he was, and I was a little bit scared. Oh, my goodness. Filled with the Holy Spirit. You got to be filled, and that means you, I guess your eyes are glazed over. You feel like you're zapped with power, and you better be speaking in foreign languages, too. Uh, who knows? You might end up on the floor of the church up front, you know, wiggling around on the floor. So, Uh, Many people grow up with a skewed view of the Holy Spirit. At the end of the day, what we need to know most is that every believer has the Holy Spirit. Every believer is sealed by the Holy Spirit. Every believer is one spirit with the Lord. And so we have this beautiful union, and he's in us, and we're in him, and uh, it's unshakable. It's unbreakable. He'll never leave us. So we can be excited about the Holy Spirit. He is our counselor, our guide, our teacher, our helper, and so much more. So I hope that uh, brings some um, clarity, Omar, and uh, reach out to us again anytime there in Canada. All right, well, let's go now uh, to North Carolina, and we'll talk with Joyce. Hi, Joyce. What do you got for us tonight? Hi, Andrew. I just want to thank you first. You know, my husband and I have been listening to you, and it's really helped us understand grace in a a deeper way. So I just want to first say thanks for that. Um, I do have a question about the man that was healed at the pool of Bethesda in John 5. Um, Jesus heals him, and he says several times about rising up, take your bed and walk, and he heals him. But then at at the end, when he sees him again in the temple, he says, see that you have been made well, 
sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. So my question is, I know that, you know, once mm-hmm. people are made well or they're healed and they've been experienced, they've experienced Jesus, especially in that time, um, it just, you know, that could be taken out of context. It could be, I, yeah. I just want to understand maybe sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. It, it kind of sounds very mm-hmm. impossible. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Well, first of all, I think he's speaking to the fact that you might have a physical ailment, uh, but you don't want something even worse. And so spiritual uh, death is worse than physical death, and spiritual problems are worse than physical problems. I think that's what he's really saying there. I mean, he's talking about further harm uh, coming to this person, uh, but not, uh, well, not physically, but through poor choices. I mean, sin has all kinds of consequences that, you know, sin brings pain and suffering. And you know, we, when we're young, we, I guess we get the view that sin is so enticing and so amazing and so awesome, but you better not do it because you're a Christian. You better not do it. But the reality is exactly what Jesus is exposing. He is saying that uh, sin's not going to get you anywhere. It's going to make things worse and worse. Uh, You know, we spoke with a gentleman last night who was struggling with sin, and he was not happy. I mean, he, he was miserable, and it was eating his lunch, and he's stuck in it, and he's got to make some choices uh, to think healthy and act healthy. Uh, And so... You know, I think Jesus is talking about the consequences of sin there. Uh, You know, some people will twist that passage into see, you know, physical problems are because uh, God's punishing you. Uh, Well, no, this isn't a threat from Jesus. This isn't a threat about God bringing consequences for sin. It is just simply a statement of fact that if you choose to walk after the flesh and you choose to pursue sin, uh, then guess what? I mean, you're going to reap the earthly consequences of that. And by the way, God has the market cornered on fulfillment. Uh, nothing else fulfills except Jesus. You know, uh, that's that's the crazy thing. I mean, we Christians have it made. I know the world isn't any easier to live in, and I know there's persecution and suffering and rejection and trouble of all kinds for us. But, I mean, we have it made because at least spiritually we have found the answer. We're connected, and we have fulfillment in Jesus, and sin will never pay off. So you can have good-looking sin, bad-looking sin, philanthropic sin, religious sin, nasty-looking sin, all kinds of flavors of flesh, lots of sin, but none of it pays off. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. If we think that's evangelistic, sure, it could be, but it's actually a statement, look how much work sin is. The wages of sin is death. How do you get wages? By working. you got to work and work and work to get your wages. So sin is hard work, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ. So we can work really hard at sin and experience nothing but death, or we can 
uh, receive and enjoy the free gift of eternal life and enjoy expressing him, his resurrection life in us. So only one of those actually fulfills you. Now, as far as the incident at Bethesda, I mean, I think basically, you know, this person's been paralyzed for 38 years, and that sounds awful. It sounds horrible. Imagine having to endure that. Um, Jesus asks him uh, if he wants to be healed. The man is explaining here that he has no one to help him. Uh, And uh, so he says, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Then Jesus finds the man in the temple later, as you explained, and he says, stop sinning or something else may, uh, may worse may happen to you. So uh, he's not saying that God's going to do it. He's not saying that he's going to do it. Uh, he's just saying that uh, sin brings earthly consequences, and, and those spiritual consequences are more serious than the physical stuff that happens to us. Now, I hear you that he says, go and sin no more, and you're saying that's impossible. Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, we've got to remember there's the, the culmination of Jesus' message. Jesus is not just telling the world, stop sinning. He goes to the cross. He goes to the resurrection. Uh, through the resurrection, he offers us his life. His blood is, is bringing us total forgiveness. His life is bringing us this newness that we live from today. And so we truly can uh, now not let sin reign in our lives. So there is a genuine way to turn away from sin. And I think, uh, you know, even as as an unbeliever, even as uh, someone who didn't experience the born again uh, condition yet, uh, this man he was going to sin more and experience worse consequences or sin less and experience more peace. So I think that's what he's speaking to. And the big takeaway for us is, oh, my goodness, Jesus has the market cornered on fulfillment. And it just doesn't get any better than him. So thanks for your question, Joyce, and uh, reach out to us again anytime. All right, well, let's go now uh, to, how about uh, New Jersey, and we'll talk with Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Andrew. Always uh, good to talk to you. Um, My question today is about a struggle I've had for, since I was 19 and I'm 27 now, so maybe like eight, nine years. Yeah. Um, I've been smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, first it was for fun with friends and then it became a habit and then it became something that I need to do to be in charge of my emotions, perhaps not, not get angry, organize my thoughts, but now I'm a father mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I've had expectations of myself, especially that, you know, um, some people call it a, bo- a newborn Christian, you know, but I- I've I've understood my uh, true identity in Christ, as I would say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I feel like that doesn't fit with me, but I I, I can't quit it. It's-, it's it's like it feels like almost impossible, and I'm I'm lost here with torturing myself every day, and you know people looking lowly at me maybe because of the smell sometimes. Or you know whatever, but yeah, that's that's the predicament that I'm in right now. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Well, uh, first of all, Peter, thanks for sharing your struggle with me, and I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, First, I guess I would say to you that uh, you got a choice ahead of you, and there's nothing magical that I can say to make that choice easier. It's been eight years, and you've been thinking about making the choice. Uh, Your body's going to cry out. So your body is going to resist uh, because you've trained it. You've trained your physicality for one thing, and you would need to detox from it. You would need to walk away from it and spend, uh, you know, a number of weeks, a number of months, and build a new pattern, build a new uh, habit. And so, you know, you're probably not going to be able to do that alone, given how long you've been going. Uh, Many people who are believers who want to, break free from a habit or an addiction like that. They seek the counsel of friends. They look for some sort of community to do it in. Um, You know, I think about Celebrate Recovery and other programs like that, but whether it's formal or informal, I think uh, you're just going to have to decide, you know, I'm really sick of this, and I don't want to be mastered by anything, and I don't want to be dependent, and yet whenever I quit, my body is crying out. Well, you're more than a body. Uh, you're, you're also a, a soul and a spirit. You're a whole human being there. And we can't let the body run the show. I mean, if I ran around just doing whatever my body felt like doing, I'd be a mess. Uh, so, you know, I just eat whatever I want to eat and smoke whatever I want to smoke and do whatever I want to do physically. And, uh, oh, my goodness, wouldn't I be a mess? Well, uh, you can't let the body run the show. There's nothing sinful about the body, but the power of sin is happy to use the body to push you in a direction of addiction and abuse and uh, get you mired in circumstances that freak you out. And that's where you are right now. So, uh, you know, I would advise you uh, to get serious about it. Sounds like you're already to that place. Uh, And you already know the rationale. I can tell by talking with you that you're not going to guilt trip yourself, uh, that this is not about earning points with God. You don't have this wrong. You, You understand what's really going on. Maybe you've been listening to our program as we spoke with another gentleman yesterday and have spoken with many. But this is about you understanding your value and your worth in Christ and you understanding the value of your own body and that it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you, you said, you know, I'm married. I got, I got a kid or kids. I mean, you're concerned about your family. Uh, you want to uh, be the best dad you can be. You can't do that when you're on a substance that is controlling you and uh, dictating your every move. It controls you when you can't function without it. So, uh, you know, I would seek a community, uh, seek a program perhaps. It's been so many years that you could use a month uh, in a program to start, maybe many months, uh, and, and going to a group where, you know, there are like-minded believers that are struggling as well and you're working together on this. Uh, but also, I mean, don't forget to be praying about this. God, give me discernment. Give me wisdom. Here comes the thought. Here comes the temptation. And you have to, 
I mean, you have to go buy the stuff. This is a physical substance. You have to get in the car, go somewhere, buy it, come home, uh, find a place of privacy, and use it. So there are a number of steps involved in this. I would make it really difficult, at least for, you know, three, four, six months, make it really difficult to get it. Um, Push it out of your life. Uh, Let go of your contacts. Delete people in your phone. Uh, Make it really difficult. Invite friends in who love you and say, hey, this is what is going on, and I want to break free from this. I mean, this is not some horrible thing filled with shame. Uh, This is just like any other physical addiction. Something takes hold, and you want to break free. Uh, So seek God's guidance and strength in this. Definitely seek out Christian community. Find someone in your area that you can connect with and get serious about it Uh, and uh, surround yourself with all kinds of support. As far as your physicality, I said it's going to be crying out, right? So you got to find, you know, a routine where you're exercising, where you're eating right, uh, where, you know, you're taking care of yourself. I mean, even uh, trying like a omega supplement, you know, good brain food. Uh, You got to, you got to, treat your body well during this time as you're breaking free because your body is gonna cry out gimme 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 that substance i once had Uh, but it does get better it does Uh, weeks pass and months pass and you will be shocked but you've got to be serious up front and make those hard choices Uh, it's not legalistic to make a hard choice it's godly wisdom to make that hard choice And you make it no matter what your emotions are saying. Lord Jesus Christ, you run my life. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. You indwell me. You are my strength. You're my source. You're my everything. I look to you. And right now, I am making this decision. And I want you to give me the wisdom and show me the way forward and uh, put me in touch. And then you just actively seek out those connections and friendships and and the guidance that you need and go from there. But involve some other people, uh, my friend. I hope that encourages you tonight. And uh, please, Peter, uh, reach out to us again anytime. We love hearing from you. All right, well, let's go now uh, to, how about uh, Ozona, Texas? We got just a minute. We'll talk with Clay. Hey, Clay. How are you, Dr. Farley? I'm doing great. What's on your mind tonight, Clay? Well, I had a I had a question about self control, and uh, in my understanding, that is uh, um, a fruit of the spirit, so that we have a form of self control. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, people keep talking about it, like other preachers and stuff talk about it, like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do they put it in the class of we're still being sanctified and that you have to more self-control or just speak to that? I see. Sure. Yeah. Well, you're going to find that with anything uh, where a pastor, preacher, teacher, leader, anybody, human being that's a Christian, if they're not familiar uh, really, I mean, really familiar with their union with Christ and that we're living from him and that the fruit of the Spirit is something that's constantly offered in abundance in the moment as we trust Christ, 
if they're not familiar with that, then you're going to get a whole lot of sermons and messages and book chapters and uh, all kinds of content that is centered on an attribute. Oh, this week, let's work on being more loving. Oh, next week, let's talk about self-control. Oh, next week, let's, uh, you know, look at uh, wisdom. And so we start looking at these attributes as if they're individualized. You know, wisdom's over here and love's over there, and I'm working on self-control, and I'm you know, dealing with my patience level. And we start looking at these like any human would. Now, what's unique is that we have all of these in Christ. We have everything we need for life and godliness. We don't need to be focusing on one attribute, but one person, Jesus. For more information on the broadcast ministry of Dr. Andrew Farley, please visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org. Join us next time as we invite you to celebrate the grace message with Dr. Andrew Farley. This program is sponsored by your generous financial support.